Several weeks ago, I mentioned colorism in India and how I would write about it soon. That day has come, and the day will come when I'll write about black colorism as well, maybe later this week, in fact. I have so much to write about lately, colorism has been on my mind a great deal as it exists in my own family, and definitely within my community. Also, I am reading One Drop, My Father's Hidden Life, a story of race and family secrets by Bliss Broid with all the tales of passing in the paper bag rule and the author's own racism minutely examined in such a way that I'm certain must have been painful for her. This book brought colorism to my thoughts even more forcefully. I have written of the terrible practice of bleaching before. It has led to dozens of black and brown women being taunted as having fond of faces with Coca-Cola legs. But dark-skinned women of African heritage aren't the only women brainwashed into believing that only light skin is beautiful. Dark-skinned women of Asian heritage are in the same boat, maybe even more so as we can see by the following, let's scrub out that tan is a common refrain in beauty parlors in India, where girls grow up with constant reminders that only fair skin is beautiful. From Sunday classified ads touting the marriageability of an MBA graduate. Five to half a foot English medium. Fair complexion to elderly aunties advising young women to apply saffron paste to maintain your skin whiter and smoother, the signs are everywhere. Even sentiments like, she got lucky he married her despite her, dark, complexion are still whispered around India in 2017. I find it very sad that people consider darker skin colors unattractive, it has mostly been the opposite for me, I don't think pale skin is pretty at all. In fact, I'm slightly repulsed by it and I wholly understand why most white people will tan themselves into skin cancer to avoid being caught with porcelain and ivory complexions. Pale skin looks clammy, icky moist. It ages badly. I'm so glad that I am not white because I'd hate to be a white person with very light skin. While I'm not fully happy with my own light Arab slash Hispanic skin tone, I'm used to being me by now. I no longer wish that my complexion was caramel, which I once idolized as the best complexion a woman could have. Evidently, women, even men, in India do not feel the same. Throughout medieval and modern history, the Indian subcontinent has been on the radar of various European settlers and traders, including, from the 15th to 17th centuries, the Portuguese, Dutch and French. The subcontinent was invaded and partly ruled by the Mughals in the 16th century, and colonized by the British from the 17th century onwards until independence in 1947. All these foreign visitors were of relatively fair complexion, and many claimed to be superior. Being subject to a succession of white-ish overlords has long associated light skin with power, status and desirability among Indians. Today, the contempt for brown skin is embraced by both the ruling class and lower castes, and reinforced daily by beauty magazine covers that feature almost exclusively Caucasian, often foreign models. It's been the dark man's burden in this majority non-white nation to desire a westernized concept of beauty, and post-colonial activism has not been able to change this. When I was in grade school, a dark-skinned student was called Black Louis by the black students. Some of them even teased him as coming from Africa though he was as American as the rest of us. He was barely darker than many of his taunters, in fact. A dark-skinned girl was picked on as well, which is probably why she palled around with white girls. Who wants to be friends with those who are constantly poking fun at you for something you cannot help? I know how it feels to be bullied, for I was often referred to as white girl, yellow, and even honky by the brown-skinned black kids. I wasn't accepted by whites nor blacks, which made me hate all people by the time I was in my teens. Friendless, I walked the hallways of high school alone, living in my own head where I was beautiful, with a cafe au lait complexion and long, 
thick dark hair. I also had all kinds of admirers. I never truly got over my adolescent experiences until I was in my late 30s, and these days, having passed the half-century mark, I don't care what anyone else thinks of me, other than my fiancé and my family. Younger generations are now starting to push back. On July 7, 18-year-old Aranya Johar published her Brown Girl's Guide to Beauty on YouTube. The video, a spoken word poem containing lines like forget snow white slash say hello to chocolate brown slash I'll write my own fairy tale went viral, reaching 1.5 million viewers around the world in its first day alone. Though many Indians still feign ignorance about social discrimination based on skin color, the country's obsession with whiteness can also be violent. In recent years, fear of black and brown skin has also spurred harassment and attacks on African students living in India. The bleaching syndrome goes far beyond skin color, with Indian women also questioning their hair texture and color, speech, marital choices and dress style, raising real concerns about female self-esteem. As Aranya Johar rhymed on YouTube, with the hope of being able someday to love another slash let's begin by being our own first lovers. Dash Neha Mishra and Ronald Hall, Bleached Girls, India and its love for light skin. I feel sorry for non-white people who still believe that the white race is superior.